Well, 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 campers, welcome back to Your Take is Excrement. My name is May Leitz. Uh, this is Neo, you know, and, 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 and for this week at Camp Excrement, we're... <laughs> we're going to pitch a tent and watch fucking. Wow. Yes, wow. exactly. Exactly uh, that. Okay, yo, so uh, the completely serious note, uh, I wanna, I'm trying to come up with a joke about how we are not supposed to talk about Fight Club. Everybody's got that stupid joke, right? I feel like that joke's been made to death and we need to culturally let it die. Um, okay, just like Lolita. Well, I, okay, I, not to, not, not, we're not getting into Lolita takes right now. The the movie or the book. <laughs> okay, okay, or the, okay. Or the general concept. That's, that's fine, I but, can accept this. No, I, it's just like, it's one of those jokes where it's like, okay, shut the fuck up about the joke. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. It's like, wait, don't talk about what? It's it's like there's this fuck club. I've been watching. What's that? I've been watching. Is Vin- that where a bunch of guys go get together in a fucking basement and fuck each other? I've been watching Venture Bros, and there's this scene where this there's this alien who's like who's like, hey, I'm just here to observe humans ignore me. It's mm-hmm. so in for the entire episode. Anytime anyone like looks at him or addresses him, he's just like, ignore me. That's basically um, uh, Fight Club, yeah. Well, well, and so Doc Hammer is like that is the most. I it's Doc Hammer is like I fucking hate that I wrote that because now oh, cons yeah. everyone's just like ignore, ignore me! me, and he's like I fucking hate it, and it's wow. like in, it's like the start of season two, and it's just been a bit forever. Anyway, Fuck. some sometimes like it's like we all know that joke's been made to death. Just let it let it go. Well, the fucking annoying bit of it, right, is the is the whole like is like. Don't talk about it, Wink. Actually, please talk about it, yeah. even though it doesn't actually maybe deserve the like with the, the discussion. I actually have takes on that aspect of fight of, of movie. We're we're gonna be discussing Fight Club to get some to get some things fuck out. Club of, is that uh, the movie uh, where a bunch of guys get together in a basement and fuck each other? Uh, <laughs> until I mean, and then they become Project. Wait, no, project, I gotta come with something. May uh, come. May come. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ah, I don't like it. So, okay, the uh, podcast is very spicy today. This yeah, is fun. We have sponsors that we, we need have to sponsors. address in this very but serious before moment. Before I want to address the sponsors, <clears throat> I just want to point point towards all of our socials. So I'm uh, at Angstrom on Twitter. Oh, I'm uh, at Nick Spears on Twitter. We have a we have a podcast Twitter at uh, your, your take, take is, is X. Yeah. Um, we also have a subreddit r slash uh, excrement, and um, I am. I am I am running out of stalls while I pull up my little my little ad read. Oh, is that um, the is that we're stalling? Okay. Uh, uh, all no. Right. Okay. Oh. I, I got okay. it. Okay. Hey. Uh, all right. So y- wait, 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 real quick, y'all in the in the Colorado uh, adjacent area, I have a a show. I'm playing a cool music performance. That's right on the 23rd of July at what's left records at 7 p.m be there or be dead to me completely okay so uh we'd like to thank our sponsors um Age productions um and and for the next while we're shouting out their uh, short film nine on the nick's horror collective on uh shutter yes i'd cool. like to shout out ambient dream studio it's Nazi store cool psychedelic stuff yeah um uh, more about patreon that. oh yeah yeah more uh, about that in the middle. More of the about show. that in the middle. Yeah, um, and we're going to be talking about Fight Club. Fight Fuck Club is fuck that cl- where a bunch no, of guys yeah. get together? <laughs> okay, I can't. We, we literally just joke. made that joke. I know, I know, but it's really funny um, to me. Yeah, featuring right. uh, 
Brad Pitt. I can't remember the other dudes. Edward Norton. Edward Norton. Edward Come on. Eddie. Yo. No. You haven't seen American History X. I we, I, I, need I don't to. know how I forget um, about this. That is one of the most complicated <laughs> bad movies. Um. Okay. Fight Club. You know who else is in Fight Club? Meatloaf. Meatloaf. Jared Leto. More uh, Jared Leto. More yes. Leto. Doctor Morbius. Well, because he's in every insult movie. Doctor Michael Morbius. Oh, he's in Requiem for a Dream as well. Doctor Michael Morbius, noted vampire murderer. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. So my the... favorite superhero. <laughs> it's time to morb. Um. Anyway, he's very Fight blonde Club. in this movie. Though. He is that's, that's extremely the blonde. He they gets, even talk shit about how blonde yeah, he is. He gets absolutely demolished, and it's the most satisfying scene in it the movie. It gets more satisfying as every year of my life passes. Every time I watch that scene again, I'm like, oh, thank God. Where, where the the main <laughs> character beats him so badly, Tyler Durden's like, okay, okay, that's maybe a little fucked up, my dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so. <laughs> Fight wow. Club. There's is, about a thousand things to talk about with this movie. There are, but we need. I'm going to summarize it real quick. The movie? The movie. Oh, wow. Uh, okay, go. So, Fight Club is about a dude who hates his lame life, uh, can't sleep, hates work, um, um, sees himself through through everything he buys. So, his identity is what he has bought from Ikea. Um, he then meets... His blahage, if you his will. His blahage. <laughs> his um, identity is his he blahage. Then, he starts to go to... He he uh he goes to his doctor about his insomnia, and his doctor's like, "You don't have a bad. Go to like go to a testicular cancer support group." So he goes to this group, is overwhelmed by the human sadness and misery that he cries himself to sleep, um, and so he has he fixes his his insomnia and and his nihilism by going to a so different support group every night for something he doesn't suffer from, uh, just to feel something. Um, yes. So a a an evil female starts to come to his support groups. Oh, I hate groups. those. Uh, he gets really belligerently upset at her because he's like he's like you're faking and ruining it for me, and she's like, but you're doing the same thing, jackass. And he's like, no, you don't understand. Um. Anyway, so uh, they they set up a schedule. Uh, like they 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 have a little support group divorce. Um, and then uh. Uh, the main character meets Tyler Durden, uh, played by a Brad Pitt on a plane, and yes. uh, and he's very attractive. He's very attractive. They become friends, uh, quote when, unquote, quote friends. unquote friends. Well, then when the main character gets home, his apartment blows up, and he calls Tyler Durden to help him. Uh, then as they're like hanging out, uh. Tyler Durden's like, hey, just fucking punch me as hard as you can. And the main character's like, uh, okay. So they, he punches him, they get into a fight. They and get in a cute little gay fight. They get in a little gay fight outside of a bar, and they, the main character realizes that, that this is what his life's been missing. Like, fight so, club. Fu- the fight club. <laughs> so as they, as they beat outside CD bars to beat the shit out of each other, more people join. And they, they, they form a little club that they call Fight Club. Fight Club, yeah. And one of the, the, the big rule that everyone won't shut up about... Stop talking about Fight is, Club. Is, is rule number two <laughs> is you don't talk about Fight Club. Um, so then, the, as the movie progresses, Fight Club grows and grows and grows. Uh, Tyler Durden becomes increasingly the leader of Fight Club with the main character uh, being forced to the sideline. 
as he's forced to the sideline of Fight Club, uh, the girl from the beginning of the movie, Marla, begins to hook up with Brad Pitt, and they spend every moment of his life having sex around him, which drives him insane. Yes. Um, and he grows to absolutely hate Marla. Um, and Tyler. And Tyler. But he, he, I don't think he ever really hates Tyler until the very end. I don't even know about hate. It's more just like he feels intimidated by Tyler. Yes, but so he, 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 he's pissed off that he's doing this, but he's too scared of him to address it. Yeah. Um, so as Fight Club develops, there becomes, like, like, the main character realizes that it's becoming a cult of personality about Tyler. Yeah. At about this point in the movie... Uh, people start to join to live with them, but how they get into the house is they have to stand on the porch for three days while everyone berates them. Yes. So they, they manhood cult. Yeah, and they uh, yeah, so they 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 form a manhood cult, um, and this manhood cult is tied to Fight Club, and as the as as the manhood cult grows, no, I think this happens before the manhood cult. But Tyler Durden starts to give people homework, which is like, yeah, do this, go cause problems, go like spray paint this, go destroy a coffee shop, go vandalize five. Well, cars. and they're all weirdly anti-capitalist things. Yeah, well, because but without the anti-capitalist direct message. Well, well, because he's he's the movie's incredibly anti-consumer, and that's something I didn't pick up. And, you know, okay, I have a history of the movie I need to talk about, but like the movie is incredibly like it's like we shouldn't be defined by what we buy, right? And so I think in that way, half of the movie has half of a very good point, but it's just it's kind of they kind of come at it from a from a a fascist way. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, we're gonna talk about that more. So yes. as the manhood cult descends into into into, into fascism. Because uh, they're all following the strong man of Tyler Durden. Um, Tyler Durden uh, starts having them do increasingly dangerous and illegal things. Um, it culminates to a point where, like, well, okay, one so of them dies. One of them gets shot by the cops, and and they they're like they bring him back to the house, and the main character who is is on the fringe of this manhood cult, yeah, is like is like they shot him, uh, and everyone. And he's his like, his name was Robert. They, 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 they shot, they shot Bob. And everyone's like, that's not Bob. We don't have names. Yeah. And we, we don't have names in the group or whatever. And the main character's like, no, this is fucking Robert. He, like he has a like, name he when is, he dies. He's a, well, well, it's, and then it's they like, start worshiping the martyrdom. Well, well, much. well, the main character doesn't even say that. Or the main character's like, his name is Robert. And then, and then everyone's like, oh, what Tyler meant is we don't get a name until we die. It's like names and death, names and death, or whatever. Yeah. And so the main character's like, that's not what I fucking said. You know, right. and so they, they start to take so they start to take everything the main character says as who's trying to tell them to to like not do what they're doing, and they take it and twist it to make it in line with what Tyler has told them. Right. Um and during this part they they start to develop Project <clears throat> Mayhem, which no one will tell the main character about. Yeah. Um. So every time he asks, it's like, it's like, don't talk about Project Mayhem. And it spreads all over the entire United States. Yeah. So so then he realizes that this is a problem. He he tries to stop it by flying everywhere that Tyler flew, and discovering that that Fight Club has infiltrated every major city. Um, and 
and he can't find any, any information about Tyler because the first rule of Fight Club or the second rule of Fight Club is you don't talk about Fight Club. Yeah. So he then starts to like he then goes to the cops and he explains or he finds evidence that Project Mayhem is like they're gonna blow up like eight. He they're gonna blow up all, blow up all the credit towers or credit centers in their city. Right. So that. Um, so that we can go so back to zero. We can go back to zero. We can be free from the chains of credit debt. Um, so anyway, so he goes to the cops. Turns out the cops are in Fight Club. He escapes the cops, goes to the building um, where he discovers... Well, in, in the whole... like Before he goes to the cops, he finds out that he is Tyler Durden. Um, and it's... And yeah, it's just it's just been him all along, and he 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 has a mental illness, right? Um, and so he then goes back to the main city, uh, tries to stop Project Mayhem, um, and then Tyler shows up as he's trying to like disable one of the bombs, beats the shit out of him, uh, and they have this whole monologue, yada yada yada. Then the main and then the main character shoots shoots himself. To kill Tyler, yeah, because Tyler also shoots himself, but it ab- it absolutely kills Tyler and just like and doesn't kill Edward Norton. It doesn't kill Edward, yes. and so then, uh, and this whole thing, there's this whole plot about he's he's Marla hates the Tyler Durden aspect of him, and so Edward is trying to save and love Marla. Wow, Marla hates him because of what Tyler did. Right. Um, and then uh, Marla is there, and as all the bombs go off, except for this one, I guess, because they disabled it. Yeah. All the all the bombs go off, and uh, uh, where is my where, mind? Where is my mind? Where is my mind? Uh, where is my, my mind? Anyway, uh, plays and it's incredibly frustrating i am jack's huge desire to go into a sweaty garage and fuck a bunch of guys uh, Uh, this movie is hilarious when gay yeah um well mostly because it's such a dude movie and every dude is like fight club's my favorite movie of all time okay sorry wow i feel horrible having just I've uh, done such an accurate impression of my father. I, I've done I've done more research for this movie than I have for any other movie. I watched. Did you Did you look up the Church of Subgenius? No, I, sh- I forgot to do that. Okay, well we'll talk about it. Uh, but I watched like the Joe Rogan interview with Chuck, the author of the book. Oh yeah. Okay. Wow. All right. So uh, so so big to interrupt you just briefly. There's the book situation. Yes. There's the movie situation which is what we're here to talk about. And then there's the cultural reaction to it. Yeah. But also, so the movie, David Fincher, very competent, very good director. Great uh, mise-en-scene, right? Yes. We would agree. I, uh, I love how the movie feels. Like right. The, anyway. But then you walk the book back. Ideas are kind of, I feel like it's kind of 50-50. It's kind of hard to decide where the fuck the book leans uh-huh. and also notably in my onion i've read the book many times in my opinion the book is a lot gayer than the movie which is not listen that's that's one of those subjective things but in my brain it was a lot gayer like i remember specifically when uh the two characters meet they did they talk about how they're both like they look 
they're like naked on an island or something and you're just like whoa that's kind of gay so there's that element of it and then of course chuck paladick the writer uh is gay um so this is another situation where it's kind of it, it's kind of one of those things that can be read in a queer way in a weird way and like it could be talking about queerness and how that overrides one's desire to do manhood things and how like oftentimes gay men will react violently for a long time just because they're touch starved and want to touch dudes. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, it's, it's kind of all over the map. And then when it takes things to this like political level, there's a whole other thing to read about it. Like the whole, whole other reading also, this movie is current is kind of talking about our current problem, our predilection for somebody to go. I have joined Project Mayhem, and I'm right. going to shoot up a school. Like so, and then of course we need to very briefly before we continue talk about the Sigma part of it too. Right. Like what the fuck? Well, like okay, the season that we're doing now is we're talking about you know like Manosphere Sigma movies. You know yeah. what I mean? So last time on the podcast, I defined this as. Basically, a movie that uh, exhibits uh, basically an attitude where men are the default, men are the are the the people that should be in power, and women pose a like distraction or challenge to that. And uh, the movie is usually kind of about how it's a man's world is kind of the way it should continue mm. to be. And if we continue to let women invade male spaces, then it will only uh, end in violence. Right. Well, I think the reason this is a Sigma movie, because the protagonists of the story are are ultra-misogynist... Uh, Fuckabags? Terrorists. Yes. So It's true. So the, like... The whole the the dream of the Sigma is to violently act out against the women who've ruined their lives. Yeah. Um, and I think specifically it is the women. It's like I I think specifically they believe it's the women. Yeah. I think they have ruined their lives. They blame it on the women of their lives, and and it's so like the whole thing with you know Fight Club. It's self removal from from the the world, and 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 it's a retreat back into masculinity. Um. Tyler frequently complains about the main character's femininity or their, yeah. their lack of manliness. Assuming like, that, that masculinity will somehow solve their problems. Right. And they also go on this whole rant about, because Tyler makes soap out of, out of fat he steals from a liposuction clinic. Right. So they go on this whole rant about how they're, they're, selling, they're selling consumers' fat back to them. Right. Or whatever. Specifically, they're 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 ranting about how it's like we're selling rich white men women's own fat back to them. Well, and and it's like, you know, in a weird way, a lot of what they're talking about is is class, but they don't understand it, right? Yeah. So the like, the thing is the. <laughs> Like, sure, rich white women were getting liposuction in L.A. at the time when this movie came out, sure. But also liposuction is like a, 
a, a thing for people who need it. And usually those people are like lower class and like it's, it's a, it's a medical procedure. Yeah. You know? It's so it's kind of, I don't know. It feels very, uh, yeah. Fat people. Well, and, but it also feels very like, <laughs> get that Karen. And it's yeah. like, so where are we at? What, what is this? Why, what is yeah. it targeting? It's, it, it's kind of vague. Well, it's, it's, I, I think, I think the one of, I think the movie has like a couple thesis, thesis statements, but one of them is when they're first like, or one of the, when they're like having beers together before they start fight club where Tyler goes on his Tyler reveals that his life purpose and is to rage against consumerism. Mm -hmm. And, and his biggest complaint is that instead of being like man, manly men, men have consumerism has robbed men of masculinity. Um, yeah. And the only way to revert back to a more pure man is to, is through, is through violence. It's very soy. You know what I mean? It's very like men have become soy. Yeah. We must become men with muscle. Right. Muscle man will get thing done. But, done. Men will get rid of financial. Yeah. <laughs> so, Big man beat up little scrawny financial man and will use soap made of liposuction. So I think the movie has like I I, I just I just I, I have the inherent like desire to agree with anything anti-consumer, you know, our, our, well, our, our anti-consumerism. That, that, this movie, I think David Fincher knew that one of the big things about it was that the thing people were going to generally connect with was less the masculinity angle and a lot more the anti-capitalist angle. Well, but I angle. think people have definitely connected with the, with the masculinity thing more. Oh, 100%. I think more people are, are, are endorsing Fight Club for, for the manliness aspects. I don't see a lot of people in, like tying Fight Club to their political views of like of their anti-capitalist views, right? But it's exactly it's it turns into and and you can argue if this is like satire or not, but it turns into their solution for for realizing that capitalism has stolen something from them. They ascribe it to manliness, but it's more it's just capitalism has stolen their their soul and their reason. And they believe that, that that is their lack of masculinity, not realizing that women haven't stolen their masculinity. Right. Capitalism has. And well, there is a point in the movie where it pivots from being anti-capitalist. So he goes on the, the anti-capitalist tirade. And then for the rest of the movie, all of his tirades are against women. Mm-hmm. Uh, so well, there's yeah, a couple... It, it very much becomes like a whole... And whole, then women's like, well, position in society is challenged specifically, too. like single mothers. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so so I think that the well, okay. So so the whole their form of of anti-consumerism turns fascist. So so instead of instead of seeing the like, hey, we should maybe give people we should let we should give people their spirit back. How they decide to do it is, I will beat you back into a shape I think resembles your spirit. Right. And so they all be, well, and, and the, their same complaints about consumerism is then all echoed and, and amplified in project mayhem. Yeah. Like they're objectively treated like, like, like less than people more so under mayhem than capitalism. But that was Tyler's big thing is like, it's robbing us of our personhood. Right. But then he, he then, 
everyone in Project Mayhem strips them of their names. Like, yeah. they don't have, they're not people, they're, well, they're like see, maggots. Well, see, that's the point where it starts to feel ironic, right? That's the part where it starts to feel like, okay, this is, this is, like, it, is this, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's supposed to be too far, but I, I don't, I don't know... The movie is so fucking two-faced because, like, it will simultaneously say that consumerism is robbing us of our identity, and then the movie will go on to be about how Project Mayhem robs people of the the very identity. And also, Tyler Durden is clearly the antagonist of the film, but also, it's been so long trying to make his views appealing, but the way it does that is with anti-capitalism, but that's actually anti-consumerism, and it's just, like, if you squint, but also, like... Most people respond more to the primal angle where they're just like, yes, good to beat up people yeah. as man. That's what men do. And that's kind of psychotic. Well, I don't know. I'm kind of all over the place with I, Fight Club. I kind of feel like their, even their anti-consumerism rant isn't coming from like a leftist, we need to give people their souls back angle. Like I think, I think legitimately... Chuck has some problematic views with masculinity and they are unironically coming out through this, through this media that is, that is, even though you can argue that the movie, there's an attempt in the movie to, to demonize this masculinity. I think that the, 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 the call to it and, 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 and what's appealing about it is to, like it's just it's just overrepresented in the media and so it's you don't really get that coherent like you know fuck consume or or or, like consume anti-consumerism should be constructive rather than deconstructive right but because you just get bogged down in all this like misogyny and in 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 bullshit well okay so i was reading um something that um uh oh my god what's this what's what is homeboy's name uh, you've what leaned. Is, you've I, leaned my direction. Yeah, I'm Hello. Trying, I'm trying to see what the, what? the time check. Oh, here, let me let me is take it, a look. Uh, we're we're about five minutes away from an All ad break. All right, you heard it here, folks. <laughs> five minutes to last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so I, I was reading this piece about people talking about postmodernism, and they were like, the criticism of postmodernism is very strange because the person who, or the people who most frequently are like, fuck postmodernism, are the people who enact postmodernism. Right. Right. Like they're the people who use it. <laughs> it yeah. was made for them. Uh, and like Rick and Morty, right? Mm-hmm. Postmodern, like. Uh, and that whole like sarcastic, ironic thing, very postmodern. Mm-hmm. Fight Club, postmodern. Like, yeah. there's a very postmodern sensibility to this film. Uh, many, like, if this was a more meta modernist angle where it was trying to look at this, but also, like, it was aware of its own proclivity towards its ideas, I would almost like it more. I think that that's probably why I generally am a bit softer on it uh, in at times, is because I think that David Fincher. Um, well, he's got the mise-en-scene. I mean, is that really the thing? Is it really that alluring? Yeah. I like the movie. I like the cast. I like the energy. But also, yeah, like openly, the idea is, it's very, it, you know, here, here's the angle that no one's going to tell you about. It's it's very gay man misogyny. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, this is this is like a controversial thing in the queer community, but it is true uh, that sometimes... Uh, gay men 
are very like muscle-bound jerks who uh, are kind of aggressive and hate women because they don't want to fuck women and they only see women as sex objects. Yeah. So it's it's your classic misogyny mixed with like, well, I have no purpose with you because I'm not going to fuck you. And also, I'm strong and masculinity is awesome. Well, that th- thing. The most misogynistic <laughs> person I have ever met in my entire life was a gay dude. Well, yeah, and I mean, like, I've experienced that kind of shit rather frequently. And so Fight Club has that going on, I think, quite a bit. It's After a point, it's kind of like, I feel like one reading of the movie, I mean, beyond the whole mental illness angle, which is also half-cooked, uh-huh. the, the bit about how, like, when, when Tyler is fucking Marla, uh, the narrator is very upset. Right. And I have a feeling I know why. <laughs> well, he he simultaneously doesn't have sex with her and is mad at the concept of her having sex with someone else. Right. So he like I don't know, that, that's such an incelly take. I mean, hey, that is that is literally like if, the most incel take. Is if like If you're on the field, play ball. That's the fucking whole fucking vibe. Are you yeah. kidding me? Like yes. Where, 100%. That's the movie. Yeah, and so, I don't know, it is, like, that specific element is just so, <laughs> it's like, and you see it in so many fucking people, and it's so frustrating. Well, yeah, uh, um, the, the meme is, if you ever go on a date with a guy, and you go home, and he's got a Fight Club poster on his wall, you should just try to shoot yourself in the bathroom. Yeah. Like, because he's going to get you. Yeah. Uh, and, and let me tell you, it's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, every time I've ever, like, went out on an awkward first date with a guy, and he's been like, yeah, top five movies, like, mm, Clockwork Fight Club. Orange, Fight Club, you know, High Fidelity. Specifically <laughs> you know, the, it's just like Jesus, Specifically dude. the beginning of Fight Club, I didn't like really like the second half very much. Yeah, I didn't understand. Um, yeah, I, I just like the thing where he was, where he was I liked know, it when it was Fuck Club, where yeah. they all got under underground and they all fucked each other in a big pit. Uh, yo, it's ad break time. It's ad break time. My, my sisters in Christ... My people in Christ. Um, why did I? Why did I close the thing I pulled up earlier? Okay. Um. Hey there, shoppers. So uh, I uh, over the intercom here. I'm just gonna say there's a uh, there's a sale on aisle four. Uh, that's right. You can get a um, you can get cereal. It's the regular uh, price, but it is in aisle four. But also, um, oh, here comes my manager. My manager has a special announcement. Uh, oh, here it comes. We like to announce on, on aisle five, just past the cereal aisle, uh, Machine Age Productions has is, is having a short film on uh, that is part of uh, the, the Nick's Horror Collective on Shudder. Wow, that is my namesake, but oh boy, am I not I, involved. I. Uh, <laughs> but also, wow. They're doing all that in the in the aisle right next why, to the cereal. Why, why is someone else on the intercom? <laughs> who, who, who gave the employees access to this? Oh my god! Okay, uh, um, uh, my name is uh, Stacy. Uh, uh, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, I'm keep gonna, going, keep going. Uh, uh, we'd also like to thank uh, Emmy <laughs> Dream Studio. Uh, it's on, it's on aisle aisle seven, uh, just past the the. Uh, the horror, the, the, the horror collection aisle. Um, it, you can buy all sorts of art 
and and psychedelic stuff uh, uh, in that aisle. It's 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 a great aisle. I, I I love going down that aisle. I have covered my room in that that aisle's aesthetics. So go check them out. Yeah. Um. Yo. Uh. That's really cool that it's right next to the hot sauce. Uh. Yes. Uh. The hot sauce being uh, patreon.com slash excrement. Oh yeah, that'll burn your tongue right the fuck off your head. It'll it'll burn more than your tongue. It'll burn your well, yeah, it'll burn anything you touch. I'm coming right. for that spleen. I will melt your spleen. Is that the deal? That okay, is that gotcha. is the deal. Yeah, I had some I had some California Reaper the other day. Spleen melted. Melted. Well, that's been a that was a fruitful ad break. Yes, it um, was. Fight. Fart club. Fart it's basically club. where a bunch of guys get together. They and put they bags just, on their heads and they just they, fart into the bags. I, no, I was gonna say they they all they all get in the basement and they just hotbox each other and like <laughs> who's got the farts. worst stank? Yeah, I mean it's a manhood cult. You know I, they 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 get together and they 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 fuck they fight and they fart. Yeah, the well, three F's of manhood. And I, I just I just wanted to 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 circle back real quick and and address something with the whole like. Game and masculinity thing. I don't. Yes. I. I. We're not. I. I don't. I just want to make sure that 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 we don't this hate is understood. the gay men. I. There's the the thing we're talking about is sometimes with with gay men, uh, they don't address the, their toxic masculinity. So the same toxic traits that are indicative of of like straight men and how they approach relationships also you know exist in the gay community. Well, if there's one thing that's true about being queer, it's that you can allow being queer to sort of push you into your worst habits and then stay there and get stuck in your ways and become exactly as big of a bastard as your fucking parents anyway. Yeah. Or you can deviate from that entirely and actually live a fulfilling life based around your principles. Right. So, and actually having principles, it's, you know, it's, it's not just about being queer. It's also about caring. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and I just, I, I wanted, I think we've, we've made some, some vast generalizations without covering. I didn't the, say all gay men I, I know, I know, I know, but I'm saying historically we've made some overgeneralizations and, oh, yes, and without, absolutely. without, without necessary, like, here's the exceptions that need to be said. Anyway. In the writing world, they call that hyperbole. I, I understand. I just, I just, I just, I just, I'm. I just don't want people. You're covering your bases. I'm covering my bases. Listen, it's cute. It's cause, cute. Because there are some people in the comments historically that have been like, well, I'm this way. And it's like, well, no, you're not because you're thinking about it. But we, right. we're, not, we're not trying to include you in this negative group. Typically, if you're aware of the thing or you have thought about the thing or you are listening to us talk about the thing and nodding along, you're probably not the person we're talking about. Right. The, the problem is, is, is Chuck is Palahniuk not, is the person yeah, we're talking about. Is, is not knowing, not knowing the reason for, 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 for your bad habits. So uh, let's pivot to talking about Chuck Palahniuk. Who yeah. I, I've met Chuck Palahniuk. You have recently just joined said, him and my main man, Joe. Joey Rogan. Joey, as I like to call him when we do DMT together. <laughs> yeah, um, go to the, the Joester space. Uh, no, I uh, no, I, I this is not an endorsement of Joe Rogan. Um, no, we don't support other podcasts on this podcast. Yes, uh, we are an independent island of it's, a podcast. It's hands on site. If I meet Robert Evans, it's it's someone someone's going home, and it's probably going to be him because he's significantly bigger than I am. 
<laughs> yes, very fair. Um, so Chuck Chucky, the the murder puppet. <laughs> Chuck Palnick. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you know anything about him? I okay. So I know. I know. How I want to interpret Fight Club is is it's the entire thing is a, is a, is making fun of manhood cults and and making fun of people's like it's like I just need to be violent and that'll fix me. Um, well, so- but then Chuck Chucky hops on Joe Rogan and they then and then Joe Rogan compliments him on making violence palatable for rich people and privileged people. And then Chuck talks about for a while how important uh, masculine con- consensual masculine violence is, and how important violence between a father and a son is, and and how and how Yay. part of adolescence is is being violent towards your father and finding a surrogate father, um, like Jordan Peterson. <laughs> He didn't say Jordan Peterson, but that's kind but of. But it was implied. But that's well, that's that's what that's what fucking incels do, is, right? Is it's they like, find a father figure? Well, yeah. also when you go on like uh, 4chan and they're talking about like femboys and shit, they're usually like posting pictures of femboys and going, "If only they had a father." And it's like, what to take them fishing and be hot? Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you t- like? What, what? What? How the fuck does that help? But yeah. anyway, so, yeah, uh, Chuck Palahniuk. So, his first book, Invisible Monsters, used to be uh-huh. my favorite book of all time. Huh. Um, until I reached the age of reason and read <laughs> other books. Uh, and then I was like, whoa, other books are awesome. Um, and then, so the, the thing with Invisible Monsters is about a trans woman who's not actually trans. Hmm. Nightmare. A nightmare, nightmare, nightmare. Uh, but it is rather spicy. And also, Brandy Alexander is like a queen. It's a whole thing. But uh, the way that uh, Chucky, our boy, Chuck, uh, got the information uh, necessary to write Invisible Monsters was uh, he covertly entered trans women chat rooms uh, and called himself Candy or Cherry or something like that. And um, pretended to be a trans woman and asked a shitload of questions. Yeah. Well, okay. So also the thing the thing Chuck was saying was how he writes is is he lets truth speak through him, and 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 he talks about how he's writing fiction, but it's based on his journalistic upbringing and and how he he writes fiction fiction journalistically, which is he regurgitates what he has chosen to put into his brain. Right. So anyway, so, 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 so that's, that's explaining or, or, you know, explaining why he did that, that well, thing yeah, with chat and, rooms. But and then, so the support group thing, yeah, he was, he was researching for haunted and, uh, and that story is basically about a bunch of crazy stories that people kind of have about, uh, their lives uh-huh. in support groups, more or less. And, those support group experiences led to Fight Club. Fight Club led to him actually getting published, and then sort of the floodgate opened, and he was able to publish all of his other shit. Right. And that's how we ended up with Invisible Monsters, a far better book, if also very, very dangerous. <laughs> right. Um, but Fight Club, 
I think being the one successful book out of his repertoire uh, is quite a thing. I, I think <laughs> I think it's it's evident of a desire for like uh, successful and interesting masculine stories, mm. I guess, and and so they just like reached right for the the fucking dude fighting book, but right. but his like transgender book is totally like um i don't know that's a little much so uh, his his whole career much of his writing is either some of it is very uninteresting some of it is very uh intentionally disgusting but here's the bit i met the man once i went to a reading of his short he was reading his own short stories and he was promoting his book damned when that came out and uh, in that auditorium, he read a story about a man who falls in love with a woman with Down syndrome and how he thought that she was really punk rock because she would pull out her tampon and throw it at people. Um, and he admired how she was like, so, you know, brave and shit. And then later learned that she had Down syndrome <laughs> and he was like, well, shit, I love her anyway. Uh, so what I'm saying is Chuck Palahniuk is an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, and so the whole the whole bit with him, him like receiving truth and then writing it, like, I so I don't I don't think he writes in a way that is that is arguing against Honest. what he thinks. Oh no, I no, I, I don't think... feel like he's considered every angle in anything that he's written. So so all the things I've I've talked about before lead me to believe that a lot of the points Fight Club makes, he actually, to some degree, believes. He may not, he may not, be, he may not want a terrorist cult, but a lot of the elements of Fight Club, I believe Chuck endorses, is well, endorsing. Well, that whole I'm a vessel for truth thing is, is like um, I'm not responsible for the things I think Right. And say and and write. I'm not responsible. I'm just a vessel for truth. Right. At and least it's like you know. At least well. Hunt- what if it's fucking not true? Like what if it like <laughs> Invisible Monsters objectively is a very short sighted right. book. Where and at least when like Hunter S. Thompson was like, I'm just telling you how it is. He's he's being introspective about it. Well, and and Hunter S. Thompson's whole thing is usually like he'll he'll Hunter S. Thompson's interesting because he'll say something horrifically racist and then he'll be like, I'm a fucking horrible racist yeah (laughs) you'll just be like holy shit that is somebody being a vessel for truth right he's honest about his own stupid shit he even knows how stupid it is he even knows how much of an asshole he is and you get to explore how much of an asshole he is through his own honest depiction of himself chuck is not that Chuck does not honestly portray himself chuck is trying to shock people he's much he's very much an edgelord I think he does exhibit quite a bit of gay man misogyny and in quite a bit of his books. I've read most of them. Uh-huh. Um, Choke also is very misogynistic. I think, I mean, I even think Invisible Monsters has some some, some misogyny in there and, and the main character is a woman. So it's very, right. very strange. Um, point being, like, it, this is kind of, okay. Do you know who Brett Easton Ellis is? The writer nope. of American Psycho. Writer oh, of American yeah. Psycho. Chuck Palahniuk and Brett Easton Ellis have 
everything in common. Right. Like everything in common. Uh, <clears throat> and and this has been this has been like the thought on this. And and these two figures, Chuck Palahniuk and Brett Easton Ellis, have influenced masculinity in the last twenty years in an unbelievably negative right. way. Both and, and and both of these movies, American Psycho, Mary Heron, trying to kind of untangle it, right? right? Accidentally tangles it more. Right. <laughs> Fight Club, David Fincher, tries to untangle it. Right. Tangles it more. Yeah. So Chuck Palahniuk and Brady Sinellis happen to both have this massive influence on culture. At, at large, uh-huh. <laughs> holy shit, that's nuts. And then people are like, uh-huh, literally me. It's fine. Yeah. So, so now we should talk about the Church of Subgenius. Only okay. briefly. So my understanding now, I know that a whole bunch of people in the comment section are going to probably well actually me because genuinely I don't know that much about this. But that's intentional. Because they're vague intentionally. Right. But uh, the Church of Subgenius is, un- on my understanding, a fake church. Uh, or it's an ironic church. You know, like like the, the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster or some shit. But they took the joke very seriously. Very Project Mayhem-y. Where, like, some of the people that are in this, like, fake ironic group take it very seriously and apply it to life in a very direct way. Right. Uh, and so largely the fact that Chuck Palahniuk is one of the pioneers of the church of subgenius, right. by the way, like he's one of the people that has influenced the church of subgenius and the church has influenced him uh-huh. says everything you need to know about fight club, which is like, you know, in a, in a way he's, he's kind of, that is his brand of irony, right? Uh-huh. Is it's indistinguishable from the thing itself. So it's it isn't satire anymore. Uh-huh. And so when he says he's a vessel for truth, in a sick kind of fucked up way, he is. Right. You know, because he doesn't because he's unaware of his proclivities. Right. But, but you have to really look if you want to see it. And the Church of Subgenius, its whole thing is about, like, so many layers of irony that you don't know where the irony begins and ends. And I feel like that is largely what Fight Club and Project Mayhem is depicting. I mean, the don't talk about it, don't talk about it, don't understand it, don't think about it. Right. Like, that whole thing. Uh, Nobody has identities on the internet, you know what I mean, Uh kind of thing. It's like everybody's anonymous, but... An anonymous swarm takes th- this is these are all church of subgenius ideas and the the fucked up thing is that this is a weird almost roadmap manifesto for how many online hate and harassment groups right. work and then that also turned out to be the roadmap for a billion fucking like awful online movements that led to people like I mean there there are connections to the church of subgenius fucking all well, over the goddamn place, and they can't. They don't really take ownership for any of this shit because it's not serious. Right. But so I was watching. But uh, it's the roadmap. It's so fucked up and weird. I don't even. So this is where I mean. Sorry to interrupt yeah. you. Just to finish my thought, it's, it's, 
I know I'm going to get well actually a lot in the comments. I know that it's probably not nearly as integrated and serious as it seems, but the connections between Fight Club, 4chan, and Subgenius, and Chuck Palahniuk, it's not a conspiracy theory. Right. It's like dead on its face, like the thing. Right. That's the thing. Well, so I was watching a video by Mooncat, yeah. who I've recently discovered and been watching a lot of. Shout out. Uh, shout out. Uh, I mean, she's a she's like a bread tuber, so everyone's probably already oh, <laughs> everyone okay. everyone probably already knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think their pronouns are her. I don't know. Uh, don't it, if they're an envy, don't at me. I I don't I don't know genuinely. Um, so, uh, uh, they were talking about how how incel groups radicalize people and get others to commit violence on them is is it's all a joke until it isn't. Right. Yeah. So yeah. if 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 you if you trap someone in this in this group and all they ever do is make horrible fucked up jokes about killing women with the with a with a semi truck, and and that's all you're exposed to, it becomes not a joke. And exactly. So, and it's like and it's like that is that is how you're radicalized on these online groups. Is is it's irony. It's a joke. It's irony. It's a joke. The racism is just ironic. You know, us using the in the in word and anti-Semitic caricatures. It's, it's, it's irony. What, what are you like? Like a fucking PC? You know? Right. Well, the, so the line is, uh, you you are who you pretend to be, so you must be careful who you pretend right. to be. And so and so, if you if all anyone's exposed to is just desensitizing irony until until it. It's also not ironic, you know. It's like it's like that. That's you know the whole bit. So you take someone, you separate them from society, um, you 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 remove their sense of identity, and you do ironic bits until yeah, it's you, not a you bit. You change their sense of humor. Right. You you change. You get them laughing about something else. Well, and like. Well, and, and, and it's the same. It works the same way with the homework, right? Because first, it's like whimsical mayhem. It's just it's just random acts of 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 like property violence. Right. But then, but then that it's it, it's a joke. It's funny, you know. You know, we're we're, we're rebelling against society until it's not. Until it's it's we're gonna do mass terrorism. Yeah. Well, and like, so I don't necessarily believe that Fight Club in and of itself is responsible for terrorism. No, no, Perhaps no. it is. No, 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 no. I mean, like, I'm not saying that you are saying that. I'm saying that, like, historically, that is the debate. Like, is this movie responsible for this shit? And it's like, I mean, if somebody watched this and was like, this is the thing, I don't think this is the end in and of itself to get somebody to do something violent. I think... This could push somebody in a direction for sure, and it's 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 like Jordan Peterson, right? It's not, you it's know, a stepping stone. Yeah, it's a pipelining thing, and so it's fucking weird how this movie speaks in a weird code, where on one hand you can kind of look at it in a certain light, and if you want to see it that way, you can see it as this like anti-capitalist story about destroying the financial system. Um, and you can also see it as like an ironic satire about you know, how man cults are man stupid. cults being stupid. Um, where generally the movie is about like, I, I mean, I mean like, uh, have you seen Dan Olson's video about fight club at all? 
No, I should watch it, though. Yeah, so his argument is that the movie, by embodying all of these things that we are currently complaining about, it's depicting it in a way that shows it to be its truest horror, which is true. This is true, right? Uh At the end of the film, it is ambiguous, but also a nightmare, Mm -hmm. right? Like, that's almost what the satisfactory element of the film is, is like the moment where they go, Jesus, what a nightmare. Right. And so if that's true, this means that at least somewhere in there, David Fincher was aware of this. Do I think Chuck Palahniuk is aware of this? I don't know. And I think that, I think that generally in order to know this well about the way that this perhaps would work, one has to at least have done some kind of scary research because I've had to do some scary research to know about some of the shit that I've had to research on the internet for writing purposes. Uh Uh-huh. So, like, I know the process of researching some awful online communities to figure out how that shit works, but the thing is, Fight Club is old. It doesn't necessarily predate the internet, but it is uninvolved in the internet. It has nothing to fucking do with the internet. Right. But yet it communicates the spread of ideas as if it were the internet. Right. In a very strange way. Yeah. Well, and I, I think I think there's sometimes and I'm not I don't think art should ever be censored, but I think there are times where culturally we need to kind of put a piece of art aside for a while because it is uh being destructive. So, so like, like when May mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we were having a discussion last night where I was saying, I think, I think Lolita just needs to be like shelved for a while while we, while we figure out a good cultural. Well, so, so the conversation like, started, that conversation started because we were at Target and we saw a lipstick that was called Lolita. Yeah. And we were like, you know, there's been like a goddamn million like flavors and like colors and like eyeshadow palette. It's called Lolita. And Lolita is objectively like a 14 year old that some dude wants to fuck in a dirty book written by uh, my boy. Uh, what is his name? I, like, Nabokov, my dude. Isn't it uh, Victor too? Like, or uh, I think so. I fucking why i don't know why i can't remember nabokov. right now but nabokov. nabokov uh anyway now i've read lolita i believe that lolita is a document that is it is trying to almost harass the male psyche if, <laughs> if you in and it's very eloquent but the thing is like it's psychopathically eloquent right which makes it really haunting to be honest well, because and it, i but but the thing is i have the awareness to know that because i can read it and i have the media literacy but the thing is I would never in my fucking whole life read Lolita and then go, God damn, I should name my lipstick after yeah. this shit. Well, like what? I think one of the, like the biggest problem with media literacy is, is not, not understanding that protagonist doesn't mean good guy. Right. Well, you and, know, and so yeah, th- that's the thing with uh, a clockwork orange. That's right. the thing with the fight with fight club. That's the thing with American psycho. It's like, Yes, it's the protagonist, but he's the bad guy. Right. So I think I think I think like these just need to get put on the shelf. Like, you know, you know when I was a kid, like, you know, all the kids movies were on the bottom shelf or all the kids books were on the bottom shelf and as the shelves got taller, there it was it was, you know, you know, you put age appropriate books where age appropriate children could access them basically. Right. 
so maybe we we take like Fight Club and American Psycho and Lolita, and what if we just move them higher on the shelf? You know, yeah. you know, maybe we put them so 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 that it's like you need to have this level of media literacy. So so what I'm gonna call this is the di- digital media renaissance. Like that's mm-hmm. where we are, right? Um, so go back 10 years, nobody on earth had seen the fucking Holy Mountain. Yeah. Fucking nobody. Like I saw it, but I was like pretty early. I caught it pretty early. You know what I watched in in 2012? What? You, 2012? Yeah. I'm not even surprised. But so my point is like, (sighs) like we are now living in a digital uh, media utopia where every single piece of media has basically been scanned in and thrown on a computer and thrown on a streaming service and if mm-hmm. you're looking for it you can find it um and so it's very rare when something's just not there right you know what i mean shout out to the devils yeah <laughs> 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 i cry i cry every time um but but either way the censored version doesn't count <clears throat> no that's not a movie uh and so, so, yeah, the, the point is, like, there used to be a time when it was blockbuster, right? And people were like, yo, have you seen American Psycho? That movie's fucking wacky. And then you rent it, and you're like, whoa, that movie's fucking wacky. And then uh-huh. you have, like, kind of complicated thoughts on it. But you had to seek it out. You know, it wasn't a meme thing. It wasn't a part of pop culture. It wasn't no. seen exterior to its context. For instance, the meme of Nicolas Cage. Uh-huh. It... It didn't kill his career, but it it kind of killed him. It right. changed who he was uh, as a celebrity, because there was an authenticity to those performances, uh, and then gifs and memes removed scenes of those movies from their context, and people started to see him in a completely different light. Then he started to get work based on that. Right. I'm really, I'm really glad he's gone back to just being sincere. Oh yeah, big same. And I think, I think he's very aware of this shift. I mean, a matter of fact, I think he even said something like, you know, it's not that I've done bad performances; it's just that I've done complete performances. Like, right. All, all of these characters that I've been. You know, even in movies that aren't super great, I gave it my fucking all and I thought about these characters. And when we remove these things from their context, turn them into memes, it basically just guarantees that that thing's just going to die. Right. Um, so this is exactly what happened with like American Psycho, right? Is there's a million American Psycho memes constantly all over the goddamn place. And it's removed it from its context so much that people want it more than it is true. The same is true of Fight Club. This is why every video or every essay or every joke or whatever about Fight Club is always the, oh, don't talk about Fight Club, but I'm going to do it. It's removed from its context, changed its meaning. And so Fight Club in our current media digital renaissance has been unfortunately reevaluated through the lens of like dudes intentionally trying to see it as a red pill movie. Right. In the same way that people are misinterpreting like the matrix or some shit. Right. Right. And so the memes themselves and the, the concepts that are, are in the conversation about the movie because nobody's directed our attention towards it being about something else 
people can only imagine that it's about this one thing. So this builds into this, like, shitty, like, like pyramid of misunderstandings. Right. Uh, and, and so when you're saying, like, we need to put these things on the shelves, we need to get them out of people's view, I would introduce the idea that if we, if we want to keep them, if we want, we need to start talking about these things way more honestly, and we need to stop trying to identify with them. Right. And, and I think that is the current predilection with media. Right. Not to appreciate a message, not to understand it, not to look at it objectively Mm -hmm. with your brain. Right. But to shut off the brain and personify yourself with it. Right. Well, like, my, I think my favorite movie of all time right now is, other than, you know, like, The Holy Mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like the, the the movies that you know you're required to like deeply admire and love of course uh is is sicario mm-hmm. but sicario is a movie where if you if you see yourself in a character or if you empathize with the character in sicario you've you you don't understand the point you took of the a movie. wrong turn somewhere like it's you know you know so it's 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 just like there's some art where you just like it's like stop trying to put yourself in the narrative well, yeah, and I mean, like, it's we want to empathize with right. characters that we see on screen, but the things we choose to empathize with, you right. know, nobody watched Fight Club and went, damn, I really empathize with Marla Singer more right. than anybody. Even it's though- like this woman caught in the middle of this fucking asshole destroying the world. Well, and like... For selfish, vain reasons. However yeah. bad the main character got it, like... Tyler Dern also tortured her. Yeah, and 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 nobody's nobody chooses to empathize with her, right? Yeah. Nobody chooses to empathize with Patrick Bateman's secretary, right? Right, but like you can choose who in the movie to empathize with. You right. don't have to by default empathize with the person that's talking. Yeah, and I think people's predilection to empathize with whoever is telling them whatever. That's the Lolita thing. Mm-hmm. Where you if you read Lolita and thought that it was genuinely an endorsement for like pedophilia, you have completely taken a wrong turn. Right. Like you're supposed to empathize with the people that are being fucked around by this dude. Uh-huh. And like manipulated over the course of years. Like that's the whole fucking point of right. the fucking thing. Well anyway, sorry, I, I'm going off. Yeah, real quick. Like, and we're, we we kinda need to wrap this up. But one yes. of my favorite book series is is the Expanse series yeah. by S.A. Corey. Um and one of the things I love about it is the main character, uh uh Jack Holden or Jim Holden, I mean. Yeah. Uh goes uh, at the start of the show, his belief is any information needs to be in the hands of, of everybody at any given time. Um, and over over the over the course of his life, he comes to realize, you know, I started like three wars because I f- I felt like every uh, everyone needed access to all information. Maybe maybe there's some things that 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 we we don't let people know. <laughs> you know, maybe there's some things that like that ev- not everybody needs to be making like be making consensus about. Yeah, well, and it's 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 kind of the thing of like somebody who's like fourteen has never really been 
like told how to analyze things or how to right. empathize with things being handed extremely complicated pieces of art and then instead of like immediately getting it they it takes time you have to age with the shit right if you went back 10 years and asked either of us about fight club we probably would have said something completely different yeah. than we're saying now but we have aged into these opinions. Right. And now it feels like we're a lot more ready uh -huh. for the ideas because we can genuinely think about and tackle them. We, our real life experience has played a big role in that. And also our ability to distrust artists because right. they're bastards generally. So 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 to close this episode out, I wanna I wanna close it out with the story. Okay. Um, I tried to watch this movie. Because uh, I heard it was a really good art film, you know, like an arty and a thinky film. Yeah. And I was like, you know who loves thinky films is, Your dad. is my father. So I got a pirated copy of Fight Club because we were in Africa. And I eagerly sat my dad down to watch this movie with me. And we got to about the point where Tyler Durden starts having sex with Marla 24-7 when we just kind of turned it off and never talked about it again fuck and i it, it remained half watched until i watched it for this podcast oh my god <laughs> wow holy shit yeah. africa's a trip dude uh, um wow so so shout out to my dad it literally stopped being sexual the the moment after we decided to turn it off I have a very comparable story <laughs> just because we're here. I my my mom didn't get remarried, but she did have a boyfriend and he was a bastard. Let me <laughs> tell you what, he was a fucking asshole. He was like the biggest asshole I ever met in my entire life, no shit. Uh-huh. But he very occasionally if I like literally begged would go to a movie. Uh-huh. And um so I really wanted to see Tenacious D in the pick of Destiny. <laughs> uh, so you've seen that, right? I've, yeah. I forced fed that to yes. you. Um, I liked it. I, I really enjoy it. Uh, but anyway. I like David Grohl in it a as lot. As the devil. As know, the good, devil. Good shit. Yeah. 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 Very influential film for me. But here's the point. <laughs> I uh, forced him to take me. Now, I was 13. <laughs> and that movie was rated R. And they talk about cock a lot. And they do cock push-ups. And they talk about fucking. And they talk about smoking weed. Smoking weed and fucking with their cocks. And I swear to God, it was maybe five minutes into the movie when I knew I was fucked. <laughs> like, I was in trouble. Like, like... He was so fucking pissed off that I had taken him to this, like, stoner-ass fucking bullshit. And, like, I think he genuinely hated me after that experience. Because we saw it in the theater, and he was my, he was my guardian so that uh. I could get into the movie. And he was like, fuck, I don't want to watch this piece of shit. And so he just, like, kept getting up and leaving, just leaving me there with the dirty movie. Anyway... Very uh, influential experience <laughs> in my life. Um, so I guess we talked about Fight Club like a couple of bitches. Yeah. Um, to wrap up. Oh, the, yeah. We had to the, make like determinations about yeah. it. I was going to go immediately into the question of the week because I'm very excited about it. But determinations first. Okay. Well, you go first, bitch. I don't want to uh, fucking do it. Uh, shit. 
Uh, I think You're I think. Gonna, oh, you went shit. I went shit. Oh, are you geez. not gonna go shit? Oh, okay. So I think the Maison Sin of the movie is good. I think a lot of the ideas are 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 bad and 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 while I think there's there's an interpretation of it being critical of 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 its own problems. I think the movie fails to to properly um, um, demonize the toxic masculinity that it that it is very proud of okay well i think um my temptation is to be a coward and go mid uh because i like david fincher i think there's a reading of the movie where it's entirely ironic and it's maybe one of the only documents that exists of this exact process of like irony turning into violence violence yeah i but at the same time i think that that idea has become so poisonous in society that i feel like i can't fucking endorse it anymore you know yeah. what i mean so i don't like i okay here's what i'll say fight club is some bullshit okay we should let it go we should let it go because Honestly, yes, it is a depiction of men going, oh shit, women are entering our spaces, we have to go crazy and do violence. Yeah. Like, it is a depiction of that, that's true. But there are also much smarter depictions of this. And also, you know, Fight Club is a pretty short book, it's a little undercooked in its ideas, I feel like it, it kind of ramps up quickly and goes where it goes very fast, uh, and tries to do a lot with very little and i think because of that go watch any other fucking david fincher movie i guess right i mean yeah. like actually i don't know go, go watch it go watch his documentary on ted cruz what his documentary on ted cruz david fincher yeah is it like good oh oh are you talking about zodiac you yeah. piece of shit <laughs> fuck uh, oh I okay we have to so... stop we have to stop there we have to end the podcast right there because oh wait all right you qu have a question, question, of question of the week uh what's your favorite political assassination oh yo i saw a meme a minute ago and i wanted to show it to you while we're on air oh shit i, uh, I want to show you a meme while we're on air oh shit okay um uh, here uh okay uh, so here's this um I'm gonna keep it real with you. <laughs> oh all right, God. all right. So, so okay. May's, May's meme is is Abe, uh, and it says claims to hate gays gets black gets back blown out by a man. <laughs> oh uh, God! If, uh, if you want to, if you want to even give that one an attempt, it's pretty fucking deep fried. I'm gonna keep it real with you. Fifty seventh Prime Minister of Japan Shinzo. Uh, Abe? Abe, I think that's how it's pronounced. Getting assassinated ain't solving that declining birth rate. <laughs> um, fuck. Uh. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Um, so, anyway, I guess we've talked about Fuck Club, the part where everybody, all these guys get together in a sweaty basement and fuck each other. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I would like it to, that to be the thing that everybody says now forever about Fight Club. It, just immediately when somebody brings it up, just go, oh, do you mean Fuck Club? The thing where everybody gets in a sweaty basement? Anyway, I'm not going to keep doing the bit. We should leave. Okay. Uh, bye. Oh, uh, see, 